Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info. With up-to-the-minute stats, news stories, and matchup breakdowns, get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Today on the Patriots Report, my co-host Chris Hogan and I revisit the Patriots' latest loss in Las Vegas, and we look ahead to this weekend against the Buffalo Bills. That's all up right now, only on the Patriots Report. All right, Chris, they had a chance on Sunday, but again, on offense, they couldn't convert with the game on the line. The big play at the end, there was the drop from Parker and then the safety that basically sealed it. Now, I want to get your opinion here. As a receiver, I know they grade pretty harshly when it comes to drops. Let me know how you think that play was perceived by the coaching staff when they went back to watch film on Monday after the game. Yeah, I mean, listen, game on the line. Big play on the line. Um, I was there live at the game, so obviously I didn't get to see the replays of it on TV like you usually do, but to me it seemed like he had a pretty good chance to come up with that ball. You know, listen, it's tough. Ball gets chucked up in the air. I've been there before. you got to track that thing all the way down into your hands and running at full speed, and there's a ton of, you know, fourth quarter tired. There's a ton of different things that come into play. Um, I just think, you know, it would have been such a season defining moment if he was able to come up with that ball, because who knows what happens after that, you know, and it did seem it was it was fun for me to be there live. Um, You know, I was paying more attention to the sideline than the game almost Mm -hmm. as to seeing like, what's the interaction going on with the players? And to be honest, you know, I've been kind of on Mac a little bit about being a leader and taking accountability for himself and and things that kind of and things that happen throughout the game. And I know he's been preaching that they're having fun at practice, they're having fun in training camp, and that it doesn't it doesn't carry over um, into the game. And beginning started the start of that game, it was kind of like, oh man, here we go again. Like throw a pick, you know, do you know, go down early, and it's like this is going to be another blowout, you know, and, and it just seemed like the sideline was dead, but then, you know, they came up with a couple of different plays and, you know, you, I saw some lot, I saw a little bit of life on the sideline. I saw, you know, Hunter Henry making a play and like getting all jacked up. I saw, you know, Kendrick Bourne played, you know, he played a very good game. He made some big plays. He had some run after the catch, like stuff that we haven't seen at all throughout for the first six games of the season. You know, it's like, that's the shit that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. as, as fans, uh, you know, as you know, that's that's what we're looking for. We're looking for someone to take that ball and do something with it, make some, make something out of nothing, make a play, run. You know, the Zeke was that was a heartbreaker because I was, you know, I'm watching this. I'm like, here we go. This is finally like big play. Take a screen, fifty yards. 
ticky tacky holding call. Like, I mean, you know, the, the, the refs, it's just, there's just no, there's no consistency in, mm-hmm. in how they're calling this stuff. And, you know, like, yeah, like I, I just think, I know it's bang, bang and it's, and in live time, it's very fast. And, but like, for, like you got to know that as a defender, he wasn't making that tackle, mm-hmm. but like, if I'm getting blocked like that, I'm just gonna throw my hands back, look like I'm getting held. It's like, come on, like let. But like, that's neither here nor there. You know, it happened and whatever. But you know, it was again, it was just not enough. Right? Too many mis, too many, too many mental errors, too many mistakes, turnovers, um, too many, too many bad penalties and bad situations. Like you know, jumping off sides and. Yeah, like I, I think that like the crowd noise in the beginning of the you know that's just we practice for that. You know that's gonna happen. Like just watch the ball or know what the snap count is. Like that's this type of stuff that just keeps happening that shouldn't happen, and it's gonna keep us from winning football games. What do you think about how they use Malik and has he earned more snaps going forward? Nah, I think that was a failed experiment. <laughs> um, I I don't think that. It it to me it seemed like he was not very comfortable in that position. Um, I know it was his first time there, and I know they they practiced it, and but like practice to real you know real time game you know is very different. Um, you know, it didn't really seem like he had the confidence that he wanted to pull that ball and you know and run with it. I would have loved to see him do that and see if he could you know make a play. Um, I think we all expected something like that to happen. You know, I think we expected him to get in there and for them to mix it up. I just, you know, in the middle of the field, it, it didn't seem like the right time. I would have loved to see that happen in the red zone. Um, you know, something where, you know, they're not really expecting it or they can dial something up against, you know, their defensive scheme that they had in the red zone. Um, Cause it, you know, they, they did it a couple of times and just never went back to it. So I don't think Bill had a lot of confidence in it. Um, I think if it was successful, maybe they would have tried it a couple more times, but um, it's something to build off of. I mean, something to kind of keep in your pocket and, you know, keep practicing for sure. Um, I just, I don't know if it's, if he's ready for that, you know, that spot. So what, if anything, can they do to kind of jumpstart the offense a little bit? I mean, we saw the direct snap to Zeke, which I thought was was kind of, okay, that's, you know, a little inventive, but yeah. We they've 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 kind of played that Malik Cunningham card. They've showed the rest of the league. Okay, you know we're willing to use him. I, I did think it was interesting. I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but you make Bailey your third quarterback, your emergency quarterback, and you sit down Will Greer. I, I thought that was an odd choice going into that game, given Max performance over the first five games. But what what can you do if you're Bill O'Brien, if you're Bill Belichick? How do you kind of give some life to this offense? You got to get creative, man. I think you got to start throwing in some gadget stuff. Um, we always had, I haven't seen a gadget play all season, you know, and that's stuff that we had in the play. We had that in the, in the game plan every single week that we went into a different game. They weren't the same gadgets and they weren't the same. We certainly, you know, would go back to some different things and, and build off of those gadgets and kind of run different plays off of that. So like no one expected the flea flicker every single time or, you know, the reverse or whatever it is, but we haven't seen any of that. And I think those are types of plays that a, you can, you can get a big chunk play down the field. You can get a little spark for your offense. It's something that the guys are like excited about. Like, this is the time that we're going to throw this in. And, and you know, this is going to be a big play for us and potentially get points on the board. Um, because 
we're just not we just I don't think we're able to do enough right now to to score points and move the ball down the field every single mm-hmm. time. Um so I think I would love to see Billy O get a little creative on the offensive side of things. And you know, I know he, you know, maybe he doesn't have the guys exactly that he wants, but I mean, I think he just at this point in the season, right? We're not really we're not putting up points doing it, you know, just the the normal traditional way of trying to get the move the ball down the field. I think that we did some good things this game. I saw some bigger, you know, some bigger plays, some chunk plays, some some guys making some, you know, getting some yak after the catch, which was great to see. But, you know, none of those drives really ended in points, you know, and I think that's that's really where we're struggling. We're struggling getting putting points on the board. So, um, you know, I'd love to see a reverse. Uh, I'd love to see a double pass or, you know, something that just defenses haven't prepared for, something that they can be excited about, something to be ready for. I you know, I saw Mac on the field, man. I mean, he was they they kicked the field goal, and this dude was the first one on the you know getting off the field, you know, getting his offensive line together, and um, you know, he was going up and down the sideline after a three and out. Like it, it seemed like he's trying to get this team together. It just I don't know if there's enough there, you know, up and down the line for everyone. That's you know, I don't know if everyone's excited to be on the field. I know you went out to Vegas, you said, for the game. Give me your thoughts on what Josh is building out there, what that team is building out there, and did you get a chance to connect with any of your former teammates who work for the Raiders? Yeah, I saw the, I saw the boys got back together for, for a little bit. I saw Dole out there. Uh, Jules was out there, so I saw we got together for a little bit. Um, you know, I saw uh, I had a buddy of mine that that trains with me, Greg Van Roten. He's on the Raiders right now. He's a guard for them. Uh, and then, you know, I was on the field before, so I got to see him. I saw my guy, you know, I, I, the only guy I wanted to see was Slate. So I saw Slate, gave him a big hug, saw David Andrews. Um, yeah, I was, it was cool, man. I, I certainly, um, I turned around and asked my wife if I could go back to playing football for one more year, but <laughs> <laughs> she didn't, uh, she didn't respond to that very well. So <laughs> I'll stick to, uh, I'll stick to this for now. Um, but it was it was good, you know. I it was nice to you know be back in that environment, um, you know, be be at the game and, um, you know, I think, you know, watching that game, watching the Raiders play, I I think they're, I think they're also kind of in that, you know, trying to find, you know, the right way to do things, you know, trying to find their identity a little bit. Um, you know, I thought Jimmy looked good. Uh, you know, I loved Hoyer coming in the game and. You know, I mean, guys that I played with, right? You know, Jacoby Myers doing really well. You know, I liked watching him play. I think he's such a good player. Um, you know, just makes makes plays. Uh, and uh, so it was, it was it was fun to be. It was my first time, first time being back at a football game. You know, a live a live event. You know, on the opposite side of things. So um, certainly, you know, so many connections on both sides of things. So it was fun to be at. Do you miss it? Oh yeah. I miss football. I, you know, it's, it's only, it's, it's a lot of the, it's a lot of the intangible things, you know, it's being in the locker room um, practice. I was a practice guy. I love practice waking up, you know, early 6am getting in there early, being one of the first guys in there, going through your routine, getting in the hot tub, watching film, you know, work, you know, getting stretched out, working out your body, always feeling like crap. Like <laughs> I miss that stuff, man. It's like, you know, you, that was my life, you know, for really for my whole life uh, was competing and playing sports. So 
uh, you know, that, that camaraderie, that locker room feel being around the guys and, you know, going through the good and the bad and the ugly, like that, that's the stuff that, that I miss. Um, you know, I, I certainly know how that locker room and how that facility and, and that organization is right now. I can't tell you that I would necessarily want to be there right now, but Again, you know, I've been there when, uh, listen, we hadn't lost four or five games like that. That never happened. But I've been there when we lost a couple, you know, and, and it's, you know, it's it's tough. You know, the, that place has high expectations. It's And I, I think for those guys, they have to find a way to, to block all that stuff out. They got to find a way to set, like, they got to find a way to walk in those doors, separate everything that's going on outside of what everyone's saying, what Whoa, let's get rid of Bill. Let's get rid of Mac. We got to make some trades. We got to do this. Like, just forget all that stuff. It doesn't, it has nothing, it doesn't affect you as a player coming in every single day. Just drop it at the door. You want to go home and read a crap on Twitter? Like, go for it. That's on you. But like, I would never do that. Right. Focus on the task at hand. That's to win a damn football game. You know, you got a good team coming in, right? It's, it's good team after good team after good team at this point, you know? And these are all games that we can win. Like, let's just focus on the next task at hand. One and five, whatever. You know, let's try to get to two and five. Well, Bill, what was the phrase Bill always preaches? Um, ignore the noise. How, how the much, noise. excuse me, how much is that? How real is that? And, and, and what, what do you guys, or what, what does the franchise do to make sure, at least when you're in the building, you keep the blinders on? I mean, it's it's tough, man. I mean, phone, it, phones are so accessible. I mean, obviously you're not, you're not in your, on your phones in the locker room. I mean, in meeting rooms or obviously you're not at practice, but you know, it's just, that's, that's the way the world is now. Everything is right there at your fingertips. And all you got to do is click on an app and here, here it goes. You're being tagged in a million different things saying how much you stink at football. And it's tough. I mean, sometimes it's tough, but I think for me, you know, when I, a lot of times I got caught up in, in listening to all that stuff, especially when I was younger, like, who's going to make the 53 who's going to be on the roster like and i was always that bubble guy right so it was like ah hogan blah, 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 blah. you know he's not good enough he can't do this he can't do that and i got so caught up in my head lost so much sleep over over nonsense over guys that never played the game of football weren't there every single day didn't see what i was doing every single day and it drove me nuts and i think just i i remember one year i just was just like i'm not looking at this stuff anymore like just Focus, control what you can control. You can't control what other people say about you. Like that's on them. They have every, they have all the right in the world to to speak their mind and say what they think. But like that shouldn't affect me. Like, let me control what I can control. And for right now, like New England, like you control everything. You control your attitude. You can control your effort and you can control what happens on Sunday. But it's up to you to kind of make that decision. It's interesting. The idea of ignore the noise that, that Bill preached that for has preached that and continues really to preach it but the the fact that in this era of social media and having your phones at your fingertips that the last 10 years or so 12 years or so with twitter and with the rise of everything else that it made it tougher to be able to keep a lid on things at least when it comes to in-house yeah i mean everything's it's social media driven world you know everyone's trying to build their own brand and i mean i think that's great and i, I think that at, at, every single athlete, every single person, like you are your own brand and you absolutely have, you should build your own brand. And I think that only helps you as a, as an athlete, as a person, you know, going forward in your post career. Um, I think that's fantastic, but I think you have to be able, you have to be able to separate 
what's you have to have the priorities, right? Like what you're doing now or, you know, it's practice. I'm here. I'm doing this. This is where all my energy and effort is going to. And I'm not focusing on anything else but preparing for a football game. After you leave the facility, that's on you, right? You can do whatever you can. You That's your time. But I think these guys now in this world that we're living in at one and five need to throw everything into New England football and preparing for the next game and not really concerning themselves with anything else other than that. And that's hard, right? I've been on teams where it's seemingly season's over, right? And to me, it's it's definitely not, right? We could still go out there. We still got a couple games in the AFC East, and and this thing could be – I don't care. I mean, listen, we've seen eight and eight teams get into the playoffs. You've seen you've seen one in five teams. We looked right. this up the other day in the press box. One in five teams. I think there are three teams who started the year one in five who reached the postseason. Yeah, you just got listen, man. You just got to turn the you got to turn it around. Something's got to happen. But like that, it doesn't come from the coaching staff, and it's certainly not coming from me and you. <laughs> it's coming from the guys in the locker room. They got to make that decision. Yeah, sure. Let's let's count. Let's let's make all the excuses in the book. We don't have the guys. Our what we don't, like our quarterback's not playing well. Offensive line, you know, we're, they haven't been together that long. They're not playing great. Our, you know, we lost guys on defense. I got you know, we could just go on and on with all the excuses, but no, like let's stop making excuses. Just go out there and play. You got the guys. Like let the coaching staff like do their job. You know, let's get a little creative on offense. You know, kind of keep doing what we're doing on defense and see what happens. You know, I thought the guys stepped up on defense. You know, we, they left some big plays on the field, you know, and that was, I mean, that happens, right? I mean, we can't expect them to, to hold the team every single game to not making a big play. And um, I think those guys are going to learn from that build on it. They're going to continue defensively to game plan a little bit better for who they're facing, who they're going up against. Cause you know, we we're playing another good quarterback this weekend, you know, with some guys that can make some plays. So, um, you know, I, I would expect Bill to kind of to to really dive deep in, into how they're going to limit the other team from scoring points and how do we put ourselves in better position to make some plays down the field, get a little creative and get this offense kind of getting into a little bit of, a, a you know, a momentum here, you know, not just three and out pl- big plays, three and out big plays. You know, it just got to You know, we got to figure something out. We got to do something a little different. Let's get some good news in here. I want you to give me one guy on offense, at least yeah. one guy on offense, yeah. and then at least one guy on defense who deserves better than a one-in-five start, a guy who is maybe exceeding expectations, a guy who is really kind of a bright light in, in, a, in a slow start for the season. I'll give you two. I'll start with I'll start yeah. with one guy on defense one guy on offense. Jabril Peppers okay. continues to play very well, hard, fast, physical guy who really, in my opinion, being in the locker room is doing a lot to kind of hold this thing together, at mm-hmm. least on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, you mentioned him, Kendrick Bourne, yeah. a guy who is making tough catches, who is going over the middle, who is accountable, who is everything you want in a wide receiver, at least yeah. a complimentary wide receiver, at least at this stage of his career. Yeah. Offensively, I think, yeah, I mean, Kendrick comes to mind. Um, he keeps showing up every single game. I would love for him to you know, kind of take that leadership role in that offense. I think that he showed that, and I loved what he did last game. You know, I loved him making some plays, getting some yard, you know, getting that yak. Um, excited 
right? I felt that in that stadium, man. I was like, yeah, he got up and was all pumped. And I'm like sitting there like trying to like not jump out of my seat because I was excited for them to make those plays and get excited. That's that's stuff that you need. You need that as an offense. As an offensive line, you look up and you're your receivers getting another 15, 20 yards and getting up and like, yeah, let's go. You know, that's, that's great for that offense. Another guy that comes to mind, you know, he's, he's just a good friend of mine and, you know, David Andrews. I mean, he's been there for so long. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's been, he's been there. He's done it. He's been to the Super Bowls. He's won the Super Bowls. He knows what it takes. I know what type of leader he is. I know the type of player that he can be. So I would love to see for him to to rally that offensive line together and get those get those boys playing well. Um and see if he can do that and kind of see where the run game goes, where the pass game goes and and see how this offense can kind of progress after that. Um defensively, it, you know, Jabril Peppers comes to mind too. I would love to see him back return punts more. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's he's a playmaker, right? And at this point in the season, I don't think that we need to put someone back there that's just reliable to catch football. Like these are plays that can change football games. You get a guy back there that's a playmaker that's able to, you know, take one back to the house or or you know, get a 10, 15, 20 yard return. These are these are all little, little things that change that field position battle, right? And if we can do that, you know, like let's let's put the ball in the hands of the guys that can make plays mm-hmm. and he's he can be a playmaker he's shown that over the course of his career so i'd love to see him do that went back and looked this up he averaged 6.2 yards per carry as a senior at michigan yeah. you want to talk about maybe some gadget plays thinking outside the box offensively and, and i know that look he's incredibly <laughs> valuable on the defensive side of the ball so you don't maybe you don't necessarily want to risk him you know on, on offense but maybe that's a possibility yeah throw him in there i mean listen what what like where are we at in this point in the season? Like, throw him in there for one play. Give him a reverse. Give him a jet sweep, or just make him a decoy. Jabril Peppers comes on the on the offense side of the ball. The whole defense red lights. Right, we're it, holy. You know, ball's going to him. It's got to be going to him. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's throw like let's throw a screen the other way, or throw something the other way, and and kind of get all eyes on defense. You know, the, I mean, again, people are gonna you're gonna do it once, and then they're gonna expect it. You, it's not you're really only good for. <laughs> This is like a one-time thing, but whatever, man. If it's going to give it, give the team a spark, um, I'm sure he'd be excited to get the ball in his hands again. And he's a guy that can make plays. I mean, he's shown that over the course of his career. So, yeah, I, I love that idea. All right, the trade deadline is now less than two weeks away, October 31st. How should the Patriots approach it? Right now, uh, they have to be sellers, right? Yeah, I mean... I never know what Bill's going to do. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's you know he could go out there and you know he could trade his best player for you know for draft picks next year just because he thinks that's the right move. But um, you know, I I don't know exactly what you need to bring into this team to help at this point of the season, right? I think I think if there was if we had if we were had you know if we were three you know three and two or or whatever you know a little bit further down the season where we knew exactly, Hey, we need it. We need a little help at receiver. We need a little help at running back. And I don't know who you're going to go out and get mm-hmm. to come in and just change this, this team dramatically. Um, I think that I'm sure he'll make a move. I'm sure he'll try to do some different things, but uh, I, I think it really, it, it lies right now. in the guys that are in that locker room. 
you know, and, and if they're able to block out the noise, if they're able to forget that they're one in five, if they're able to forget all the stuff that everyone's saying about this team and they're able to just go out there and and do what they're preaching about how, how they're having fun and practicing hard and doing the right things, then go out there and freaking do it on the field on Sunday. You know, it's one thing to talk about it, but right now we're, we're just talking about it. We're not doing it on Sunday. It shouldn't, if you're doing that in practice, then carry it over to the field, you know, and have some fun, you know, because what we're doing right now on Sundays doesn't look like very much fun. So I think that's the trade that, you know, I think we, we got to sit on the edge of our seats and see what, what Bill thinks is best for the team. Yeah. It seems like there's no simple, easy fix as there may have been in past years. I always go back and reference the Akib to trade because when they needed help at cornerback, this yeah. guy was available and he turned the season around for them uh, on yeah. defense back. in I think it was 2011, 2000, 2012. Um, yeah. it, I, there's a lot of guys there who in the last year of their contracts, Uche, Duggar, you know, we yeah. mentioned Kendrick Bourne. I, I know there's cap considerations whenever you talk trade, but if you're bill, is there anyone or for you, is there anyone that you look on that roster and say, hmm, you know, that guy might be tradable when you put everything together? When when you when you have a conversation about, look, you know, scheme fit somewhere else. Bill has a yeah. bunch of friends around the league. Is, is there one guy who you think, hey, you know, this guy may fit. If the Patriots decide to move player X, he would fit here. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think anyone's really performed to that point where this this season where someone's going to be jumping at the bit to trade for somebody on New England's roster. There hasn't been one guy that's been consistent enough to be to say, okay, th- this guy's going to fit in our system and play really well. I mean, maybe Kendrick Bourne. I mean, I think he's showed up the most offensively throughout the first you know part of the season, so he'd probably be the only guy that I would consider. Um, I, I don't up and down the line. I, I really don't think anyone else. I don't think anyone's going to be calling about anyone else. I mean, that's my honest opinion. Yeah. No, no fair. It, it, you, you have to be able to be trending in the right direction. You have to be able to yeah. sell high. Yeah. You got a team that's one and five. It's, you know, obviously we're not, no one's playing well enough that we're, we, you know, winning football games. So I, I, you know, I don't, I would expect maybe bill to reach out to people. I don't think anyone's going to be reaching out to bill. So. Jamar Chase, the Bengals. It's kind of appropriated the Seven Eleven nickname. <laughs> now <laughs> I've uh, seen it. Know, I'm just I'm mad that I didn't make the chain. That's what <laughs> I'm mad about. I should have made the chain. I wasn't a you know, I wasn't a chain guy, but you know I look back on that. That might be my biggest regret of my career is I didn't make the chain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he even cut a marketing deal with the company for. Yeah, whatever. I don't know free Slurpees or slushies or what whatever it is. As a guy who made it famous. Yeah, a couple of years ago, hey. how do you feel about him appropriating the Seven Eleven nickname? Not before him. First round draft pick compared to a uh, no name lacrosse player that most people didn't know his first name for the first three or four years of his career. Everyone called me Seven Eleven when I got to Buffalo, and I'm not sure if they actually knew my first name. So I'm I'm happy for him, man. I I I love that he's that he's taking that on and. I haven't watched much of the Bengals this this season because you know so so focused on New England winning a football game, but I certainly got to turn this on and see if this if the uh, if that story is true. Um, I know he's a good player, so love that. I love that Seven Eleven has has made its way to the next generation. 
for people who may not be familiar with it, how did you get the nickname? So I went to so I went to Miami. Um, we were on Hard Knocks in 2011, and again, you know, I was the not like ninth receiver on the roster, and I was there uh, at the end of the season and went through all 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 mini camps. So, you know, did the whole off season workout. I lived down there, worked my balls off down there, uh, trying to you know trying to make a name for myself and. You know, we went into that training camp and, you know, I was just like, I was a sponge. I mean, I always was a sponge, especially early on in my career, because I was just so raw as a, as a, as a football player, as a receiver. So, you know, I had guys like Devon Bess, Brian Hartline, um, you know, there's a guy, I don't, I don't know, you probably won't even know, this guy named Clyde Gates, uh, who, who was in Miami. I mean, these were guys that I played with, but. You know, all guys that I tried to, you know, start to model my game after. And I had a good training camp, you know, and um, I, we were playing, you know, I, you know, obviously I was, you know, third, second team reps, you know, whatever, or whatever reps I could get, but I was getting open and, and I always made the best of my opportunities and Reggie Bush, it was a night practice and uh, you know, he, the cameras obviously were always on him and he was mic'd up and, you know, he's like that, that kid, you know, what probably didn't even know my name, but he's like seven eleven, always open and it stuck. And so after that, it was, it was the story that hard knocks ran with and all the way up until the point where I got cut from the team and then had to keep moving on, you know, get, bring in and be like, Hey man, you had a really good training camp and probably one of the best ones you had, but we're going to cut you. All right. Thanks. So, uh, but I got the last laugh at, at that one when I turned around, went to new England and, you know, Went to three Super Bowls back to back, and you got a couple so, rings out of it. Yeah, sure did. Where Where are the rings now? Where do you got them? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're in a, they're in a safe in a special place, and so I actually moved them uh, recently into a safe that's a little bit more reachable for me. Um, you know, just to pull them out every now and then and take a look. So they're they're in a good they're in a good spot. Do you ever use them? And I know there are guys up here who are in business and want to impress during a business meeting. And no, nah, man, those things are too big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, I mean, it's like I can't even fit them on my hands. Those things are like ridiculous. <laughs> I want to I, I want to take a, a quick to a, a couple of real quick league wide questions before yeah. we start to wrap up here. What's been the biggest surprise for you? Positive, negative, whatever the case may be here over the course of the first six weeks of the regular season. The Detroit Lions just, I mean, I am a gigantic Dan Campbell fan. Dan actually was a tight ends coach in Miami when I was there. And this dude was obviously, I knew who he was as a player and and as a coach, he was awesome. But uh, I'll tell you Dan Campbell's story. So I was in training camp in Miami and I was always on the jug machine, like, you know, hour before practice, hour after practice, I was always on the jugs machine and I didn't know anything. I was 24 years old and, you know, I just like stand in front of the jugs, like just catch a million things. And all of a sudden I'm catching jugs and all of a sudden I get what? And I get a whack on my shoulder and I drop the ball and I turn around. There's six, six Dan Campbell. And he's like, do you ever catch a football standing still? And I'm like, no, sir, I do not. And my shot's <laughs> like, oh God. And, he's, and so after that, he's like, you know, you got, he told me how to ca- 
he was the first person to kind of teach me how to do jug machine and how to practice that into really more game time reality. So after that, it was, I would, you know, be, you know, kind of simulating running or, or running like top of routes, turning around, doing all that. He changed my perspective on, on uh jugs machine. I'm sure I would have finally gotten to that point, but he, <laughs> it was hysterical when he came up. I mean, he's a big dude when you stand next to him. Um, but so I, I am so I'm so happy for him that his mentality has paid off and he's turned that whole football team around and that uh, essentially he's turned that organization around. And um, I think they got some good players on that team. You know, so I've been I've been picking lines heavy, you know, throughout the season and they're playing well. I mean, Jared, happy for Jared Goff, you know, getting traded and going there and everyone kind of saying talking about what type of player he is, but he's playing great they had that they drafted that kid samuel porto who i think is going to be a very good tight end in this league amon st brown dave montgomery's been i know he's battling some injuries but he's balling so i think now we get to see and what everyone's talking about is uh that kid gibbs who's supposed to be like lightning fast and everyone's been asking for him to get the ball i think we'll get a little opportunity to see him play so um you know it's it's been fun to watch them and i mean obviously and then in our own league I mean, I was reading something the other day. Tyreek Hill has the most yards in the Super Bowl era through six games. I mean, that's mm-hmm. insane. I mean, what he's on pace to do. Some, I mean, I would hope. I mean, listen, as a receiver, I hope he keeps trending in that direction and he gets to, you know, 3,000 yards. I think that'd be sick. I mean, but as the de- as defensive gameplay, I'm like, dude, someone, you have, someone's got to figure out how to stop this kid. <laughs> you know, it's like, let someone else make the plays. It's like every single game I'm seeing him make all these 50 60 big plays down the field that man i know he's a hell of a receiver but like let's put two guys on him maybe <laughs> someone over the top um is is he uh, your mvp at this point he's gotta be yeah i mean either him or christian you know christian has also been and i obviously christian's a good friend of mine too so maybe there's a little bias there but the two of those guys as an like from an offensive standpoint have just been putting up ridiculous numbers. I think I like, I like Christian with his, his ability to play receiver to play running back. You know, he's able to do a lot of different things. Um, and he's touching the ball a lot and getting, you know, taking those big hits and, and still able to play. So, uh, I know he got a little banged up in this last game. Um, but San Francisco is such a fun team to watch. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Brock Purdy fan from where he came from and what he's doing now and just the type of player he is. He seems like such a humble kid and just works hard and everyone has such good things to say about him. So between him and, you know, between uh, Christian and and Tyreek, I mean, they're, they're front runners for MVP at this point in the season in, in, my, in my eyes. All right, this weekend, Patriots-Bills, is there anything to suggest – before we wrap up here, we only got a couple minutes left. Is there anything to suggest that New England's going to be able to keep this thing competitive? Yeah, I mean, let's let's just the Bills have kind of been like this, you know, this season. And you know, I know it was game one, but they game one they go out and they lose to the Jets, and who you know, a very good defense. But and then the Giants come in, you know, come to Buffalo on Monday night, and you know that was came down to the last play of the game, so. I think it all depends on which Bills team shows up to that game because we've seen what they can do uh, when they're firing all cylinders and, you know, defense, offense, special teams playing well. And we've seen what they do when, you know, there's kind of a little inconsistency. So I think it really it, it really falls on how the defensive, pl- you know, defense plays um, and how Josh Allen plays. I think that's really those will be the keys to the game. Josh Allen comes out and he's not making mistakes. 
I think the game, you know, it'll be tough. I think if Josh Allen comes out and we get a couple interceptions and we turn the ball over, I think we we can make a game out of this. And I'm not counting. I'm not counting this team out for in any. There, there's not going to be a point in this season where I'm saying this is going to be an L, mm-hmm. like no matter what. I just I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that in the NFL. I don't believe in that that that's what Bill would ever put any. If he if he thought it was going to be a loss, I don't know if he'd put a team out there. You know, I, I know he's going to put guys out there. And I know these guys are going to. I know it's tough. I know that you look at this and you look at the season and, and nothing has gone right. But at some point, somebody's got to step up and turn this thing around. Somebody has to be a, be, a, be a leader. I don't even care if you're a first year rookie. If you're a special team guy, somebody's got to step up and get these guys going. So, and why not do it against an AFC East opponent, you know, in a big game that the time is now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, if they can go out there and put a good show against the bills, I, you know, I would love to see that, that momentum kind of carry on throughout the season. But again, it's tough sledding. You know, this is a good, good bills football team. And they're certainly, I think they've seen what what happens if they overlook a team, you know, like the Jets or the Giants and kind of make it seem like we're going to walk all over them. But that's not the case. And I think that they're well coached. So I don't think they're going to be coming in saying that this one and five New England team is going to be a guaranteed win. You know, if they do that, then I think I think New England's going to get their second win of the season. But again, it's going to be a tough four quarters and, and going to have to do all the things that we talked about, you know, and turn the ball over is going to be number one. So take care of the football and see what happens. Chris Hogan, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Take care, and we will talk again next week. That's good. Thanks, Chris. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. One more reminder, this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Online. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info. With the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns you need, get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals, for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.